Before we begin, the twelfth kina, a holy after Adlan Bereshis. I want to make it clear, as I say every year before we start talking about kinas, all of these kinas that we're saying, which is very, very hard for us, the words are hard and it's hard to connect to many of these things. All of this we're saying, Aldas, the Tzadikim, the Paitonim, the Kedoshim, who composed these kinas. The Tzadikim have, the Tzadikim have told us that by us saying these kinas, even without understanding everything, even without feeling what we're supposed to feel, that since we're saying these kinas, Aldas, the intentions, the thoughts, the feelings, that the tzaddikim who composed them had in mind. So our kinas, our kinas joined together with the, with those kinas as they were originally said, together with the fact that we know that the chassam soifer and other tzaddikim said that on Tisha B'av, on all the doyers come together. That means as we're sitting here and as all Jews are sitting wherever they are today, each community in its place that the golem of all of the centuries from the Chumbay Srishan and the Chumbay Shaini and all the Goliaths, wherever Jews have gone and wherever they've said Kinas, the Chassam Saif and other Tzaddikim tell us that they come down from Shemaim to Neshamas to be together with us. Bishas Maisim, when we say Kinas. And we have to, therefore, to begin, we have to know that we're being piled Givaldige things just by saying the words. By saying the words, and one shouldn't be disheartened with the difficulty of the Avaida, it's the Ratzon Hashem, that we join together with all of the Jews for over thousands of years who have said Kinnis, and Jews who have lived through Kinnis. The Tzaddikim have also taught us that it's not the Ratzon Hashem to say lectures on Kinnis and to say Pshatlach and to learn Kinnis. It's not the time to learn Kinnis, it's the time to say Kinnis. Learning keenness we should have been doing already for the past few weeks. Every day to take a few minutes and to try to learn a little bit of keenness to prepare, to try to understand. But the Indian today on Tishabov is not shiurim and is not lectures on keenness. It's to try a little bit to be mitzvah to the generations who have been saying keenness and to have a little bit of hisiris of what is it that the Paitonim, the Tzaddikim, the Kedoshim wanted us to think about and wanted us to feel. And that's all we could try to do. <laughs> My tent, which you planned even before creation. Everybody knows the Gemara in the first paragraph of Brach is Nafches. And the Gemara says, "Miyom shecharav beis hamikdash, ein leil hakadosh baruch hu ba'ilamai ela dal amnes shel halacha." From that time that the beis hamikdash was destroyed, all Hashem is baruch has in this world are the four amnes, the four cubits of halacha. So the so the Mefarshim ask. Why is it? Why is it that the Gemara words this in such a way that all Hashem's Baruch has is the Abba Amos Shalhalach? 
could have said Shaila Lakarjbohu Elahat Tayrish Adam Laimate. Obviously Chazal are telling us that the Ike after the Khumbis and Mikdish, all that we have are those Yeshivas and Batimadrashim where Jews are sitting and learning and davening. So what's the Indian of Ainloy Lakarjbohu Bailamai Ella Dalad Amas Shalhaloch? The four Amas of Halacha. So there's a Torah from the great Sadiq, the Mishnah Sachia, the author of the Aim Habonim Shemecha, Shusia Yohanan Hashem should avenge his blood. He brings the famous marshal from Chazal, that we also are familiar with. Chazal. There are different gears of this Chazal in different places in the Medrash. But the basic story is the same. A marshal of a king. And the king had an only daughter. And it was time to marry her off. And one of the Malachim came. Some other royalty. The Shidduch was made. Nechasna. Rinatla. And that that king, that husband, wanted to take the princess and marry her and take her to his palace, to his to his place, wherever that is far away. So the king says to the husband. The daughter that I have given you to marry, she's all that I have. Live for her, I can't part from her, I can't be away from her. To tell you that you're not allowed to go with her to your place. I can't say that either. She's your wife. But I'm asking you, the king asks, the chasm king. If you could do me this taiva, that wherever you take my daughter, wherever you go, make a little place. The king says, I just want to have a little, a little dirila. We were talking last night about a dira besach toinim. A dira, a little place. Prepare for me. Sha'odur etzlachem, that I'll be able to stay over there. Sheni yochel haniyechas biti. It's impossible for me to leave my daughter, to be separated from my daughter. Zakach omar kadosh baruchu li Yisrael. This is what kadosh baruchu has told us. Nasati Lukhem Esatayr. I have given you the tire. Lifraish Hemana Eniyoch. To separate myself from the Tyra, from this gift, from my daughter, Eniyoch. Loimalakem Al Titla to tell you that you shouldn't take the tire with you wherever you go. I can't say such a thing. 
Sof Kol Sof. Hashem Ishbaruch made this chasna between Knesset Yisrael and the Torah. Elu b'chol mokim sh'atam halchim. I'm asking you, Hashem Ishbaruch says that wherever you go, wherever Jews are going to be, bayis echad asuli. I want you to prepare a place, a bias, a dira, that I'll be able to live together with, together with the Torah, with the Luchais, with the Eidos, with Knesset Yisrael, which is Teferis, which is Torah, the embodiment of Torah. Shnemar, it says, V'osu Mikdash v'shachanti And prepare and build a Besamikdash v'shachanti b'soycha. So we understand. I mean, everybody knows that 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 Chazal is the is the aside of all of the parashiyas of the Mishkan and Beis Hamikdash. So we understand that at the time that we had a Mishkan, at the time that we had a Beis Hamikdash, that we were zayche. As strange as it is, and Shlomo Melch himself was shocked and was asking, "How could it be, Shmei that the entire universe, the heavens, can't contain the Rebbeinu Shlom?" And yet Hashem Isbaruch said that He wants to be with us and to build a place and to be with us in this dear Rebbeinu So we understand that as long as we had a Mishkan, and then later on we had a Beis Hamikdash, that we were able to have a Beis Dira Kivyachol. For the Shechina. But now that we don't have a Besamikdash, we don't have a Mishkin, we don't have a Besamikdash. So, what is the meaning of wherever you go in Yochel? So now that we don't have the base of Mikdash, so what's the base dira? How do we build a base dira for Hashem is So last night we were talking about Bilvavi Mishkan Evna, about the base dira that each one has to build us in our hearts, in ourselves, in our minds, in our hearts, to have a hergish for Elokus Baruch and to feel Hashem is in our lives. But the Gemara is talking about a place. So the Eim Abonim Semecha brings an, an amazing Maimah Chazal. Mm-hmm. It's going on the Pasuk, Shamal Asadovit Samachti Be'oimim Li Beis Hashem Neilech. Samachti Be'oimim Li Beis Hashem Neilech. I rejoiced hearing everybody saying Beis Hashem Neilech. Let us go to the Beis Hashem. So the Medrash says, Oma David Lufnei Kaddish Baruch. The David HaMelech said to Hashem, Rebbein Shalom, Shemati B'nei Odom, Shehoyu Oymer Mosa Yomus Zokein Zeh. David HaMelech said to Hashem, Rebbein Shalom, I have heard rumors. I have heard that there are people who are saying, Mosa Yomus Zokein Zev, when will the old man die already? Meaning, when will I die? 
David was saying. That people, I heard people saying this. <coughs> we could finish up with this Indian already. Because everybody knew that as long as David Melch was alive, there can't be a base Amigdish. And it was waiting, therefore, everybody was waiting for Shlema HaMelech. So can you imagine that David heard such a thing that people were saying, When will the old man die? So that his son Shlomo will be able to build the base of Bechira and will be able to go up, Ali Laregel, will be able to go up to Yushalai. <coughs> Any person who hears such a thing, if all the David Melch did for us, and all the, all the Bechiris and all the Tfilas, that Safka Saf, he was the one that was a Miyasa, that there could be a base of Megdish. It was only because of David Melch. And that people should, people should. Maybe they didn't say such things, but he heard, or he understood with his Ruach HaKadosh that they were thinking such things. It's hard to believe. Although, people could say all kinds of things, but people said, When should the old man die? He wasn't even very old. But when should he die? So anybody would react, anybody would hear such a thing, especially after all that he did, he would want to die. But Dabr Malach says, it says in the Medrash, I heard people saying this, Vesamachti. I was so happy. Vesamachti. What's the Vesamachti? Because he says that Amalak Adishbaruchu Kitoy Yoy Mechatsirach Meyalef. Because Hashem told Dabr Malach, I want to tell you something, David. Hashem said to David that one day, one day that you sit and learn, that you do one day you sit and learn in the base Medrash at home, one day of your learning, the key word is lefanai. That has to do with what I was talking about last night. One day of your learning lefanai in my presence. Learning Torah and thinking of my of me and learning my Torah, that that's more. Hashem says, "Toiv yoyim mechatzerecha me'elaf, toiv li yoyim echad shata oisig b'tar lefanai me'elaf oilois." One day of your learning lefanai is more valuable to me. Hashem says than a thousand oilos. An oil is a carbon that goes completely up to Hashem. <clears throat> than a thousand oilos. She'osid shleima binchil ha'akru lefanai. One day of your learning, Lefanai, is more valuable to me, Hashem says, Kitoy v'yoy mechatzeirecha me'elef. And Chazal Darsh, me'elef means me'elef oilus sh'osit shleimah b'nchil ha'akir Lefanai, al gabi ha'mezbeah. That means, the man Hashem is boch, told us, that he wants to have a dear besachtainim, a dearer here in this world with us. Obviously, the tachlis is that should be besamikdish niushlaim the tachlis. But the shailas, when we don't have the besamikdish, and we see from this madras that even b'shas ma'ase, when there is a besamikdish, that choviv lufne hashem. There's nothing that's more beloved to HaKadosh Baruch Hu 
Then Jews sitting and learning. And here Chazal is saying even more than the Beis HaMikdash. The Dabra Malach had a Chalish Zadah, that he's not going to be able to be there. He's not going to be able to bring Karbonis. And Hashem Yisbarach tells him, Toiv Yoyim Etzerech Me'elef, Me'elef Oilis. So the Mishnah Sacher explains that this is what the Moshul means when Chazal is saying. That b'chol mokem shakol mokem sh'atahoylech doesn't doesn't only mean the Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash. It means literally shakol mokem sh'atahoylech. I was reading the list the list week. I was like to get a to get a safer. The safer I started reading last year it came out in Lashon Hakodesh. By the same by the same woman who published Besay Saran that was translated into English, Hidden in Thunder, which I'm hoping that you've seen. That same woman put out now she put out last year in the original in Lashna Kaidish from the Hakdomis of Sadiqim from the Hakdomis of Sadiqim who lived through the Holocaust who survived the Holocaust. The Hakdam is not everyone who survives, some also Ksavim that we have. Of Hakdam is they wrote this Svarim after the Melchama. It's been translated into English. It's called Forgotten Memoirs. It's very, very Kedai to get. And I'm going through... Many of these I saw over the years in the Svarim, but many of them have, are not available, you can't get. What they all have in common, with, what I find with all of the stories and the first-hand stories, which I'll share with you a little bit from one of them later on at the end. A tire from the very end of one of those. But what's the most inspiring thing is how during those times... The Lulei Saros of Shashuai, this chaskas that they had from the Torah, that they learned. Later on, I'll, I'll share with you the end of the Hagdama of one of the great Sadiqim, my father was to know that she agreed well, Zechat Sadiq Karshlavar, the Chusterav. Why do we smell Rishon Barapaki after the Mulchama? People came from all over the world to be on the run to hear his davening. Chusterov. The Tfilis of the Pshia Greenwald. It's the grandson of the Rugas Abaisa. So Chusterov is writing over there. He was first, he was in Auschwitz. After Auschwitz, he was taken to Mauthausen. And then outside of Mauthausen, Mauthausen had all these like satellite camps. There was a place called Melk. It was a Gehenim. Mauthausen was a Gehenim, and this was the Gehenim in the Gehenim. And if Shia Greenwald was taken there, he was taken there. The, the Germans in Akshamam were building tunnels. And every day they were building tunnels to hide uh, to hide the the, the, the stuff. And and every day another place of the tunnel would collapse, and you never knew what was going to be that day. Besides the kind of work that it was, 
how unbelievably difficult the schlepping and the beatings and the cursing and screaming, everything was going on there. So she says that she Grinnell says that that, that that when he would come back, when he would walk back to the camp, which itself was a mahalach, after all of that, she so said that that they would collapse when they were coming to the to the bunk, whatever that is, the barracks. He would collapse, would collapse on the floor, and he said that Yidden would come and would sit around him, and if she agreed, well, the Chusterov would start to say Mishnayis Balpeh. You know all the Mishnayis Balpeh and different Gemaras. You know, Mishnayis. He was a guy in Ireland. He says, and the Yidden would come there. And his even ones who were not from, they would come there and sit around him. Can you imagine after such a day? And he said that. He said, Rabshia Grinnell says that to this day, uh, I'll meet some of these Yidin, and they'll come over and they'll thank me, and they'll say that you should know, Rabbi, you should know that the Torah that, that we learned, those Mishnahis and those Gemaras that you were saying over, and they're talking, he said, over Sipurit Sadiq and Chassidus and things to the people. He said, you should know that that Torah, if not for that Torah, you wouldn't have survived. So the Ema Banab Samecha explains, That the base dira that Hashem said, I want you to build for me a base dira. I want you to build for me a dira. That wherever Jews will go, that I'll be able to be with you. So what's the what's the arba amas shalhalachim? Listen how beautifully he explains. What's the arba amas shalhalachim? That's what we began with. So the conclusion there, the Maskani, is that even Rabbanan Amaida, that it's only when you have Dalad Amas al Dalad Amas, right? A Biras Keva, that it should be a Choshev Adira, that it's called a Biras Keva, even the Chachamim, who otherwise Chaylik of the Nakhon, he into it, but even the Chachamim agree that a Biras Keva is defined by a minimum of Dalad Amas al Dalad Amas. So the tzaddik explains that miyayim shechar beis hamikdash ain loy lakadosh baruch hu boy lomay eladal amus shalach bolvad. And he explains what was the direktana that the king was saying? You're taking my only daughter. The daughter means the Torah. The daughter means the shechina. The daughter means Knesset Yisrael. And you're going out into Golis and you can be far away. And it's only a tiny percentage of our history that we've had a beis hamikdash, a mishkan. It's only a tiny time that we had that. Most of the time we've been on the road. So when Baruch Hu says, I'm asking you to make a direct tana, wherever you are, he's saying it should be the Kalapachas Dalit al Dalit. It's a way of saying that wherever Jews are, I want you to have Torah, and it should be a dearest kever for you where you are. It should be that which gives you life. It should be your home. It should be that in which you live. Even though you might be at work 10 hours, 12 hours a day. And it's not, it can't ever be the kind of work that the Chusterov was doing. It should never be Khalilah. 
But no matter where you are, that when you come home after a day's work, or whatever you've gone through in your life, that a Jew should come home at night, and you should be able to have a diras keva, dalit al dalit, to be in a bismedrish, to be in a mokim Torah, or if he can't be, or if it's easier or better for him to have a dalit al dalit in his place. There's mukdash for learning Torah. That Hashem says, I don't want the Torah to be a dearest Iroi. If you want to have a shaykhist to me, in the years of Golas, if you want to connect to me, if you want to relate to me, if you want to be able to feel my presence, away from home, away from the Islam, away from the Beis HaMikdash, there's only one way. And Da'ud Amas means a Diras Kava. It doesn't mean to learn a little bit, five minutes here one day, and 50 minutes there. It doesn't mean a little bit to go to this place, a little bit to that place. It means that Hashem is brought once that it should be a dearest kever, which is Dalit al Dalit. Vayidin akvi v'kaimah with the sitting and learning. We're going to be, we're going to be saying this kina and the kina is coming up which describe the unbelievable kehilas that Jews lived in over the years. Of the kehilas of Ashkenaz, this were written by the Paton who lived through those, those years, and those, who lived in those places. Places that were filled with Torah for hundreds and hundreds of years. Bat the Knesias and Bat the Medrashas, kehilas that were destroyed and that were dislocated. In our times, it's hard to believe, but it's Tishabov and another Tishabov not so long ago, you remember that there were Batimadrashim and Gush Katif. Beautiful Batimadrashim, shuls and yeshivas. They were dismantled by the orders Hashemirachim of Jews. Jews ordered Jews to dismantle Batimadrashim and Yeshivas. That those, that those dearest, the dearest keva of Torah, were dismantled and were taken apart. Yirmi Hanavi says, Ramata Layim Hashemi Moram Yishag. Also, the first parak talks about in Brachas. Shog Yishag Al Neveyu. That Hashem is Brachas screaming. The Gemara in Brachas talks about the Mishmaris Alayla. The night and divide into the different times of the night. And the Sha'ag is Hashem is Baruch screaming, the Shekhin is screaming and crying. Al Naveyu, on her holy place. And the Novi Yishai says, Heine Reilim Tsaku Chutza Malachi Sholomayiv Koi. That the Malachim are crying. Heine Reilim Tsaku Chutza. Chutza means outside. Because much of what we're going to say now in the Kinas, and really in Pneumius, all of the Kinas, is not, is not about Jews being in Golas, just us being on the road. It's about, it's about the Shekhinah being in Golas. Those who have learned this from know 
that the Ikit Tsar and Avelis of Tishabov is the Golas Hashkin. I'll talk about that more in a little while. The Golas Hashkin. When the Shechina is in the yeshivas, in the Bat Medrashim, in the shuls, in the yeshivas, then she has a Nechama Purta, a little bit of a Nechama from Golas. And when you and I are able at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day to come to the Bismedrash, and the Jews come together on the Shabbos, on the Yontiv, and we sit in the Mikdash Ma'at, and we enter into the Dalit al Dalit, and we go away from the entire world, and we come into that with Shusayachi that I was talking about last night, where Titus and Rosh came and he, and he took a sword and he ripped the Paraychus, and in doing so he broke the Mechitzah. And Jews are lost in the Rishus Arabim of the world, and the Shechina is, the Shechina itself is Chutz. Heinareilim Tzakul Chutz, Malach Esholomai Yivkoyun. The Shechina is draining around, that's what this Kina, the 12th Kina is all about. My tent, which you planned even before creation, to join with your throne of glory. Why is it forever plundered by pirates and so on? You have become like a shepherd in a mourner's veil. And then again afterwards, what has become of you desire to dwell there? Everything Hashem is is not in His place. Hashem is the Shechina is sent out from her place. And the place of the Shechina is the Dalar Amis of, of Halacha. Is that Dalar Al-Dal when a Jew makes a Kviyas Mokim? So even that even that place in the Emekabocha, when the Chusterov sat down on the floor in the in the in the barracks over there, and he was learning with the Jews Torah, and he made their kvias after work. That those Dalit Amis of Halacha became that place of the Hashroz Hashchina. He brings here in this in the in the Shmuzen from Rabbi Yosha Be'er Zechon Levracha in the keenest that were put out last year, I think, or two years ago. They have different shiurim from Rabbi Yosha Be'er, but last year they put together a keenest together with with different tyrus. Excerpts of Torahs from Rabbi Yisrael used to speak every year <coughs> for hours, but some little bit, a little bit of that Torah was put together. And on this kina, when it says talks about the shechina that you have become like a solitary bird. That's that's jumping from one rooftop to another rooftop. So Rabbi Yashabir, it brings up here from Rabbi Yashabir that until this point, the Kina has described the exile of Israel. Now it turns to the exile of the Shechina. It is though Hashem is a wanderer. The Shechina has been driven out of her home and is like a lonely bird without a nest. It is not only the Jew who was barred from entering the Beis HaMikdush, but even Hashem is turned away. One of the things that 
that my wife and I were most affected by exactly a year ago this time we were zayche I guess we were zayche we were zayche to be in Poland by Kivrei Tzadikim and you go to these towns the, the places that I grew up with I mean, originally, at the earlier time of life, it was it was New York and Atlanta, Los Angeles, wherever there was a team, wherever there was a franchise. As I got older, so then it became Pschisse and Lansut and Kotsk and Lublin and Radomsk and so on. And you learn these from from the tzaddikim. You read stories about the chayzim of Lublin. And then you come to the, you come, you're driving over there and there's a sound, a sign that says in, in English and in Polish it says whatever, 10 kilometers Lublin. And you, and you, and you rub your eyes and you say, that, I mean, there really is such a place as Lublin. There's such a place that exists, there's a place called Lublin. It's not just a story, it's not just Meissen. There's a place, Lublin. In Lublin, we asked, the, the fellow that was going with us, Yankel, whose wife, Ethel, was with us too. Ethel as a Lublina. She herself comes from Lublin. They told us a murder They didn't have children for many years. <clears throat> now they have one son who's learning in a, in a cheder in, in Warsaw. They have a cheder in Warsaw. They told us somewhere that Maisa <coughs> Ethel was telling us how the the aunt in Lublin in Lublin there are now she said there she thinks there are ten or eleven Jews in Lublin they live there she says that her that she's in Lublin and she was telling us how they didn't have children her and Yankel didn't have children for many years uh, they weren't they weren't shemitzes now they're becoming much more. They're not 100% there, but they're becoming much more. They, they, they meet up with all these Eden that are coming now, <coughs> and, they, and they, go around with, they go around with Eden, and they're starting to keep much more. They've already put the sun into a chayda. They're starting to keep things. They're very, very beautiful people. So, so, so we were coming into Lublin. So I was speaking the whole time on the bus, telling, telling about the chayza, and different stories, and different tires, and so on. And then Ethel told us that, that she said how... How they um, they didn't have children for many years, and they went to they went to mumchis in, in Warsaw and in Lublin, all these different places. They have mumchis. They went to doctors, and uh, there, there was nothing to do. And and she said that her mother told her that you know you're from Lublin, and even though we're not religious, there's a place here where I remember as as a child, where before the churban, that I remember that Jews used to build daven. Uh, and uh, and and we believe in God, so go to Daven. So Ethel said that that she went, and the uncle wasn't at that time. Well, yeah, he was go to to buy a grave. To, but but Ethel wanted, and they went. So they went to Daven by the Chayza. They went to Daven by the Chayza, and she said less than a year later they had their son. And and the and the doctor the doctor said that it's not possible. You're incapable of being pregnant. You cannot pass it. It can't be. She says, okay. 
and he, he came, this doctor came to the bris. And now this doctor, she said, this doctor sends Goyim, everybody to Lublin. <laughs> when he doesn't know what to do, he sends everybody to go down by the seer of Lublin, by the Chayz in Lublin. And she's told us that there are many, many, many stories that she's heard. Many stories that she's heard. If you come to Lublin, Rabbi Yisai, Alright, they fixed up the yeshiva. What should I tell you? I know there are people here who have been to, who have been there. The yeshiva they fixed up. It's magnificent. The Meishapirs, they fixed up the Chachna Lublin. It's a showpiece. It's beautiful. Jews brought it back and they fixed it up. <coughs> but the thing that you feel most wherever you go, we came to, we came the first from Warsaw, we went straight, we didn't go to Lublin from Warsaw. We just also we didn't we got up and we went right out from Warsaw. We went to we went to to uh, Ger and we went into the shul in Ger and in the shul they have pictures. There's still pictures of what it looked like on the Shanarabah They have a picture. They have different pictures and they still have the they still have hanging the the hooks from the rafters because Chassidim used to go and hang themselves with their coats over there because it was so crowded. And they used to sit and, and hang from the rafters. And there's still an oven where they bake matzahs. He still went to the oven upstairs where they baked matzahs. It could still be, they, they used it and they started using it now again. You could bake matzahs over there. And you look and you, and it's such a churban. And you, all you could, all I was thinking about was this place, this is where the, this is where the Imre Emes was. And here you had, you had tens of thousands of Jews, tens of thousands, and tefillahs, and learning, and how much learning, and how much davening. And it's such a churban, such a churban. And the same thing in Pshischen. And, and, and in all the places at Kotsk, there's nothing. From one place to the next place. From one rooftop to the next rooftop. So Biyashabir says that's all the Shekhinah has. These kinas that we're going to say now are the kinas of the Shekhinah jumping from one base Medrash to the other base Medrash. The Shekhinah being in Golis. Many Holocaust survivors, it says over here, tell of the sense of emptiness which overtook them when they visited the towns and cities of old where they had been raised. Remember I told you in Shul, after Pesach I mentioned that, that we were in Lancet. Who's buried in Lancet? In Lancet, Rabbi Tali Rabshitzer is buried. He didn't, he didn't expect to be there. He was, I mean, he, he had work, I'm sure. He was on the way to the rabbi, but he ended up, he died over there and he's buried, Naftali Rabshitzer is buried in Lancet. Lancet is a beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful. There, Davke, the shul, the shul was left. Because the shul is next door to the palace of Graf Petatsky. And they, they had with the Germans, they paid the Germans, the the Goyim paid the Germans a lot, of, a lot of money and they left the shul alone. It's still beautiful, the shul. So we were, so we were, we were going into, we were going into Lancet. Lancet is where the Bnei Soscha Lancet. So I asked, I asked the uncle, are, are there any, are there any Jews left in, are there any Jews left in Lancet? Are there any Jews that live here? He said, yeah, there are two Jews in Lancet. I said, two Jews? Wow, I wanted to go, if we could meet them, who are they? Well, so he said, yeah, Yoshka and his mother, those are the only two Jews. <laughs> That's what he said, Yoshka and his mother. He said, where well, you go, they have, they have you know, churches. He said, there are only two Jews here, Yoshka. Lancet, 
Lanster was a Malchus of Tyre, was a Malchus of Chesilis. Even now it's so beautiful. And you and you walk in the street, you were, some of you were ever in Krakow? You were in Krakow? You walk in the Jewish section of Krakow? In the Jewish section of Krakow? Every second play, building, you look up, there was a Mug and Dover, there was Hebrew writing. Every second building, there was a Gismedrish in Krakow. Every second play, there was a Gismedrish. Many Holocaust survivors tell the sense of emptiness which overtook them when they visited the towns and cities of old where they had been raised. The terrible, terrible feelings of emptiness when they came back, what that felt like. It was the most horrible thing after the Muhammad I shared with you many times here. My mother never, I don't think my mother ever went back to Munkach, but I don't think so. My father, when he went back to his town, after, the, after they were liberated, he went back to the town. He says, that was the, that was the Avelis, that's when the Avelis really began, he said. When he came back to his town and he looked in, he said, this is where the sh- what happened with the shul, and this is where this one lived, and that one, the, and the shaykh was here, and this chayda was there, and this rebbe was here, and this was there, and everything is charv, and everything in the goyim, bo goyim nach and they all moved in and took over. They think of what the Vilna Shulhaif, the neighborhood where the synagogues were located, was like in Yom Kippur, with its thousands of Jews, and that suddenly there remains only an abandoned cat, or a solitary bird, at Sipor Boyde, in those places. Well, Hashem's book should help. We spoke, <clears throat> we're talking all the time of Jews being in Golis and Jews being dislocated and being homeless. We have to think now about the Shekhinah being homeless and being dislocated and how the only place where we can give the Shekhinah Menucha, you and I can do that. And we could feel that Menucha. Is when you and I enter into the Deus Kev of the Dal Amas of Allah, more and more and more. To enter into the Dawr Amas, each one of us, Kviyas Makim, Kviyas Itim. And only through that could there be Hamakim Yenachim. Only through that place for the Shekhinah. To that time when Hashem's Baruch will bring us back to the permanent Makim, to our place, together with Him, in that which will be a Divas Kavala, Om Elamim, in the Besamekdish.